Welcome to Kartini Story Readings, taken from A Book of Mermaids by Ruth Manning Sanders, illustrated by Robin Jacques, Methuen and Company Limited. First published 1967 in Great Britain by Ebenezer Baylis and Son Limited, the Trinity Press, Worcester and London. Long John and the Mermaid from the United States Once upon a time there was a foolish little mermaid who lived near an island and she fell in love with a whale. Long John was the whale's name. The little mermaid's father said, My dear child, do be sensible. A whale is no fit husband for you. And the little mermaid's mother said, You ought to be ashamed of yourself making eyes at Long John. Where's your pride? Anyone can see he doesn't care two pence about you. And that was true. He didn't. But there she was, always chasing after him between the island and the mainland and offering him kelp cakes and fish pies. Long John took the kelp cakes and the fish pies, and when he had eaten them, he blew bubbles at her, gave a flick of his great tail, and with a wink of his little eye and a chuckle in his fat throat, whoosh, down he dived under the island and came up laughing on the far side. Give me a ride on your back, Long John, cried the little mermaid, swimming around and round the island after him. But whoosh, down went Long John under the island again, and came up laughing and blowing bubbles on the near side. So then the little mermaid made a green wheat harness to bridle Long John, but he wouldn't stop still to be bridled, so she bribed all the crabs and lobsters that lived in the island pools to sit on Long John's tail and hold him still. But when the crabs and lobsters had crowded onto his tail, Long John set off through the sea at a tremendous pace, turning and twisting and threshing his tail about. The crabs and lobsters got giddy. They fell off one after the other and had to walk all the way back to the island. They were very angry and told the little mermaid just what they thought of her. And that made her cry. Then she made up doleful songs about Long John and how much she loved him. And she sang those songs night and day. And what with her singing and her howling, she made herself such a nuisance that all the other mermaids and the crabs and the lobsters and the fishes and everything that lived in the sea kept out of her way. And she was very lonely. So by and by she got so that she didn't love Long John anymore. She hated him. But love him or hate him, it made no difference to Long John. He went on blowing bubbles and chuckling whenever he met her. There was only one person in the sea or on the land that Long John respected, and that was the great whale hunter, Ichabod Paddock, who lived on the coast opposite the island. Ichabod Paddock had been the death of many a great whale, and though he hadn't been the death of Long John yet, still, Long John had a shuddery feeling down his spine that one day he might be. So when the foolish little mermaid began to hate Long John and wanted her revenge on him, she thought of Ichabod Paddock. One quiet evening, Ichabod was sitting on a rock by the sea, smoking his pipe and thinking his thoughts, when he heard a ripple ripple and saw a silvery sparkle on the calm water, and then he saw a gleaming head and a white arm, and there was the little mermaid hailing him. Said Ichabod, How do you do? Said the mermaid, Evening Ichabod, do you see what I'm holding in my hand? 
looks like a rope of pearl, said Ichabod. It is a rope of pearls, said the little mermaid. It's a gift to the man who will kill Long John. And will that man be you, Ichabod? I don't care about pearls myself, said Ichabod. Then diamonds. Don't care much about diamonds either. Then a chest full of treasure? I'm not that greedy. Then my love? Now don't be silly, said Ichabod. I'll own you're pretty, but what should I do with a wife that's got a tail? Then what will move you? Nothing that I knows of, said Ichabod. Then I think you're horrid, said the little mermaid, and I'll haunt you night and day. She did too. She used to climb up the rocks and sit under his bedroom window and howl doleful songs all night. And when he was at sea, she got under the boat and rocked it so that it nearly foundered. And she became such a nuisance that one day Ichabod said, Now see here, my girl, I'm a peaceable man, and I like my quiet. So you can take a message to Long John for me. Tell him that Ichabod Paddock will never draw harpoon against him, if so be as he'll let you bridle him and ride you once round the Great Cape. The Great Cape was the promontory on which Ichabod Paddock lived. The Little Mermaid was delighted. She swam off to find Long John and gave him Ichabod's message. She thought that once she got the bridle on him, she could do what she liked with him. And Long John was delighted too, for now he thought he need never get that shivery feeling down his spine again. So Long John left the Little Mermaid put her green weed bridle on him. And she climbed onto his bed and sat there in triumph, with her green hair rippling and her silver scales all aglitter. The crabs and lobsters crowded round to watch. Long John gave them a wink, and off he went. Up along the coast he swam, tame as any shrimp, and now and then he tacked, pretending he was a frigate. The little mermaid sang happy songs and told Long John to join in the chorus. But he wouldn't. He said he must save his breath for swimming and blowing bubbles. They were rainbow bubbles he blew. The bubbles were floating around them in showers all along the surface of the waves. And the little mermaid laughed and said, how pretty. So there they were tacking around the great cape. And Ichabod Paddock was standing on a cliff to watch them. He could see the little mermaid's green hair waving like a flag in the breeze and her silver scales glittering and Long John's great mouth a grin and his little eyes winking and the rainbow bubbles were floating up and breaking against Ichabod's knees. And then he saw Long John make a tack way out to sea and turn and take a dive to swim underwater. And underwater he came swimming straight toward shore again and when he was close in shore up he came and spouted. Up, up, up went the spout and up, up, up. Astride of it went the little mermaid. She lost her grip of the green weed bridle. She went sailing over the land higher and higher and farther and farther from the sea. Over the cliffs she sailed and over the dunes and over the roofs of a little town. The people looked up and saw the whole sky above them a glitter with that water spout, and on top of the spout they saw what looked like a silver splinter. And then, mind your heads, for the water spout was coming down again. Some of it fell in rain over the town, but the most of it sailed on and fell into a great lake. Splash! The little mermaid fell into the lake, 
and down she went and down to the very bottom and in that lake the little mermaid had to stay for you can't walk far on a tail and no one came to carry her back over land to the sea nobody wanted her back that was the truth of it they left her to sing her doleful songs to the sun and the moon and the stars who were too busy shining to bother about her as to long john he gave a wink to Ichabod Paddock and swam back to the island. The crabs and lobsters held them off with the greenweed bridle and tore it to pieces with their claws. Ichabod Paddock watched the broken bits of the bridle washing about in the tide and said, She thought to go whale riding, but she went sky riding instead. Oh, what a foolish little mermaid. But Long John couldn't help feeling just a bit grateful to her, because after all, he was safe forever now from Ichabod's harpoon. The End Those were the next two stories. I hope you liked them. Thank you.